All right, we're live. Hey guys, Frank and Dean's on today. What up, everyone? Good to be here. N normally, we uh, we have a little intro and we say what up and then we bring on the guest. But you know, I'm I'm here with Dean. I, I, I am the intro. <laughs> You're the intro, and I had uh, camera difficulties, and now it's blurry. I don't know what's going on this morning. Uh, I think it's because we did the show at nine thirty instead of nine. Oh, uh, we threw it. We threw it all off. The tech. Uh, yeah, the tech were, just decided. Like, look, I have to fix my camera. Let's see if that works. Okay, it's clear. Um, man, how's it going this morning? Good. Yeah, man. A uh, little chilly down here in the LA headquarters, but yeah, yeah. I know. always have a hoodie on, but you have a jacket on today, so it's just it's a lightweight nothing really, just to take the ed <laughs> edge off. Just. Um, uh, just to take yeah. yeah it's good uh, we're going to talk about how technology helps pastor yeah. the church grow the church we're gonna have a good time today um yeah it's kind of a random show normally have on external guests but you know today we're going to talk a little bit about what tithely's up to i guess uh yeah. not, not directly the products and things like that but you know just how how we're uh focus on building tech for churches to help churches so um, the title of the show is how technology can help make disciples five must know tips. Wow. So why that's a, that's pretty broad. Um, yeah. why do we, why don't we jump in? Like Dean, why don't you give us your yeah. thoughts, like tech and church engagement, uh, and you know, in light of Corona and everything that's going on, it's pretty relevant. Right. I guess, you know, obviously when the lockdown started, Technology became, you know, not as important as preaching the Bible, but, you know, second second to it um, as far as what a church should be really focused on. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we saw a lot of our customers just not miss a beat. So if you had a good website presence, if you had uh, some kind of streaming, utilizing YouTube and so on, um, even not with a lot of <clears throat> kind of bells and whistles technology, you know, we, we know a lot, we have a lot of customers with an iPhone on a tripod and literally communicating, you know, yeah. to their customers. So, and you can then go all the way to three camera shoots and control rooms and editing and, and all that stuff. So I think the, it doesn't matter really what your level of technology right. comfort is. Um, as long as you had a, a method or a means to be able to communicate because if you boil down the role of the, the church, it, it falls into a few buckets, you know, to preach the gospel, obviously. So that's communication um, to care for and shepherd the people that are in the church. That requires communication. Um, and so, you know, when you talk about communicating the, the word of God and then caring for the people, both of those things have, a, you know, need some kind of pipeline or conduit to get the message to the intended hearer. And so in the age of lockdown, technology is your best friend. And there's, you and I both know there's churches that embrace technology and there's other churches that have literally been like dragged in, kicking and screaming with technology. Right. Oh. right. <laughs> either right. either and, way, you're here now, so just enjoy it. Yeah, and then there's some that were dragged in, kicking and screaming and can't wait for the day that they can go back to the old- To get way. out. And they're like, they still can't, can't. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you, you like, you mentioned something. I remember one of the like really early interviews we did was with a pastor from Texas 
and it was like a 30 person or 50 person church. I remember that guy, yeah. Little white church on the corner. And like, yeah, that show just sticks out because literally pastor was in the sanctuary with his iPhone on a tripod. Barely, he said, he said he had to uh, have his Wi-Fi off and he had to drive into the church slowly because if he went too fast, he would lose his cell phone signal coverage. I love it. And so he had to like, go into the church the right way to make sure you still had coverage and then like, you know, carefully mount his phone and then like yep. stream from the sanctuary. So, <laughs> hey, that's uh, commitment, baby. And that's knowing, knowing your limitations <laughs> about what you have. Yeah. And, and working it out. Um, but I mean, yeah, tech is, it's kind of everything. I mean, I know churches are coming back and, and different versions of, uh, or, or different phases are kind of going on all over the country and all over the yeah. world, I guess. Um, I well, I think what's here to stay is a blend. So if you were no tech before or you were, you know, high tech, what's here to stay is some technology helping you and your team communicate, care for, and, you know, keep the church moving forward in, in its mission. And, and so <clears throat> even if you're reluctant, you're now in uh, this technology world. And, you know, our big focus here is to help you in in the sense that we want to make the technology as easy as possible. We want it to save you time. We want it to maximize or, you know, dare we say, increase productivity by a factor that allows you to just kind of lean on the tech to do certain things for you um, and, you know, get about the real mission of uh, caring, caring for people and, and preaching the gospel. So, yeah. Um just a quick kind of jump back. I had this thought the other day. I'm like, you know, there's been uh, like televangelists and, and church on TV and even church on radio for a 50, long time. 60, 70 years. Right? Like for a really long time. Um, and so that's not necessarily new. Right. But like, But only like maybe a small sliver or certain, you know, parts of the church were, were doing stuff like that or certain big names or whatever. But like now right. every church basically had to go do that. They had to all go get on the internet, right? Like TV or radio, but they had to right. go get online and have a YouTube And how good is that? Like, you know, the media TV personality preacher person that I kind of grew up with, you know, watching to and listening, <clears throat> even the all the way over in Australia, you know, back in the 80s, um, it was this, very few um, kind of well-funded to get all that equipment, right? So literally now for maybe a couple of thousand bucks, I can set up a full TV studio. I mean, like if you and bought the newest iPhone, it's going to cost it's, you, the it's all big, right? The biggest and best one is like 1500 bucks, right? Like literally right. the top end brand new right. iPhone. Right. Run it through some, you know, essentially free software and then load it up onto free platforms to broadcast yeah. it and you're right. literally touching and and hitting more eyeballs than the millions of, of dollars equipment spent you know in decades past to try and reach the world and you right. still can't reach you, you couldn't reach as many people as we do today with such amazing technology so yeah. the democratization of the dissemination of information wow that could be a rap line um is is pretty amazing right How you it's just three D's together with, I know, like, I know, I know. Um, 
I'm not a rapper, but like back, like secretly, I kind of wish I was sometimes. Scrabble player, um, you're just a good Scrabble player. We got it. Sometimes, sometimes. Um, so, you know, you've got this broad, beautiful playing field where everybody can jump in. And so what you're seeing is you're hearing from voices that you wouldn't have ordinarily listened to because now there's this easy pathway to push out um, great content when it comes to, you know, preaching, teaching the word. And so I just think that's, you know, beyond COVID, that's just a net positive for the for the kingdom. For the when church, you've got yeah. more voices going out, you know, into the ether and 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 beyond, it's just better to get uh, for, for the world to hear the gospel from so many different angles and and positions. I, I just think that's yeah. going to be a net benefit for the church. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got thousands and thousands of churches all figuring it out, even if it's as simple as iPhone to YouTube. And, exactly. You know, or <laughs> getting it up on social media of some sort uh, to their Facebook group. Right. Um, let, May, let's talk a little bit about like the engagement side of all this. And by the way, there's a bunch of people watching live. So uh, I'm seeing people from like all over the place. So welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining welcome. us. Um, man, I see churches from California, Texas, Ohio, uh, Kansas and Missouri, uh, Florida, Scotland. Holy cow. Cool. Wow. First place uh, I ever preached when I came from Australia to the USA was in Missouri. It was Columbia, Missouri. That's a story for another day. Uh, Oklahoma. We got them. We got them at Victorville, California. Oh, come on. High desert. Larry, good to see you, man. Thanks for joining us. today. Um, uh, man, we, so if you're, if you're on, let us know where you're from. Also, uh, let us know like what you're doing, uh, with respect to streaming your services, like are you on YouTube or Facebook or uh, are you using Zoom to do services? Like how are you guys connecting with folks? Um, we've heard from a lot, but it's great to just have this live audience. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so let's talk about kind of the engagement side of things. I think that in this COVID era, and I think it'll go on afterwards, it's, it's the it's this idea of like churches online. So I'm not physically with people. And I think pastors and church leaders and, and church members, like people struggle with this. Like I'm not in person, so I can't sure. give you a hug because churches relationships. And so, uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts on just how tech can play a role <laughs> in creating engagement and how we're, so maybe some of the things we're doing, what we're seeing, Right. Uh, I'll open it up and, and we can. So, you know, so we've, we've talked a little bit about getting the word out. And if we could call that using the use of technology and cameras and, and, and so on, you know, kind of an evangelistic, you know, outreach opportunity. Then you've got the caring shepherding, you know, role and um, calling that comes with being a pastor and, and, and you know, overseeing a church. And so. I'm going to just come out and say, even though we, you know, we have a technology company and we run a technology company and we're serving tens of thousands of customers with technology, technology will never replace the gathering together of the saints, the the, the corporate, you know, worship that uh, happens when we invite the Holy Spirit into our services to, you know, minister to us, and and then the tactile, you know, nature of church. It's just you know, one of the greatest things on the planet to go and see your friends and your families and, and hug them and see them and see their children and, you know, right. see generations of grandparents and kids. And 
grandkids coming to the house of God. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, that's irreplaceable. So technology is not going to replace that. And then, so I'm looking, you know, forward to getting out of COVID for the number one reason uh, is that we can gather together again, right? As right. the church. So having without said any drama, without any drama, because some are gathering without, drama, without masks and, right. and, and wash my hands every 20 seconds. You know, I go, to, I've been flying a little bit and uh, it's, it's pretty safe in my opinion. I'm a Delta guy. So they've got to zero down pretty well, but you literally are, are like disinfecting your hands every 20 feet. Right. In the right. airport, which great. Okay, I'm in. Mask, I'm, I'll wear them. No problem. When you it have comes, quite the stylish mask too. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I got a new American flag one. I don't have it with me. It's an American flag mask. I love it. Um, so uh, we've got a little ways to go to then. So what can we do? Um, what can we do to bridge the gap of communicating um, members? And and remember, like I think there's communication buckets. There's the the preaching and teaching of the word of God. So that's that's kind of one way in a respect. It's a teacher, preacher, teaching the Bible right. and, and teaching kind of some great life point out of the Bible. So that's a real, a real one-way thing. When you think about other forms, you know, of communication, whether it be discipleship, okay, that should be pretty kind of two-way. You, you want a lot of good feedback in a discipleship environment. So whether that's an online small group where someone's going through a Bible study or you're going through a book, you know, uh, uh, that's great, or the fellowship, which is, you know, definitely this kind of rowdy, fun, backwards and forwards of, you know, can you really replace, you know, coming to someone's house and sharing a meal and, right. you know, maybe watching a game or, or just hanging out? or praying together, it's very hard for technology to, to replace that. But the, the, the key, I think, is in, if we can't do it how we want to do it, we have to do something, because I think here's a, a very real thing, is happening in some respects. Is that pe- you know, churches, for a lot of people, it's a part of the memory muscle of life. You know, you, you, you get up Sunday morning, you get have breakfast, you get kids are running around, you're getting ready, you get in the car, hopefully you get there on time. It's yeah. very much part of the, the kind of the systematic nature of life if you're a Christian and committed to a local church. Yank that out for six, eight, 12 months maybe. Is yeah. there going to be this kind of muscle memory that's still there to get back in church and get, you know, established again in that whole thing? So whilst we can't do it in person, we've got to keep the line connected to people so they don't literally just, you know, fall off the planet and right. forget about church. Are they going to forget about God? I don't think so. I have I have faith in people's faith, okay? I, I think people, if you have a relationship with God, you're reading the Bible, there's a certain amount of self-discipline that is required to be a Christian uh, and to stay faithful to what the Bible teaches and to live your life accordingly and, and be fruitful and so on. Um, but man, we've got to utilize the technology to keep those strings of attachment to people. Right. And because, you know, you can argue about the lockdown and and, and shut in and, and all of that, what how it helps with the, with the pandemic. But there's another argument that says when people are isolated, uh, and we see it in some other statistics now that are that are becoming very, very apparent what's happening in the yeah. lockdown. So right. the the... the the lack of fellowship is causing depression to go up uh, very, very sadly, you know, things like suicide, 
drug and alcohol abuse is skyrocketing because there's that dynamic that, you know, being around people that are positive, uplifting, joyful, you know, all the things that the church just does naturally is very good for the soul. And, and it has this overflowing effect in, into how you live your life. And so mm -hmm. can technology bridge some of the gap? We have to, it has to. I mean, right? Zoom, you know, Zoom meetings, Zoom meetings for the win, I guess. <laughs> right. I mean, you got to just swallow hard and you go, this is such a lame um, replacement. replacement, right, for, for what church is, is, but we've got to do it. And and if you do Zoom all day like we do at work, sometimes it's like the last thing you want, <laughs> you want to do on the weekends, like, oh, my gosh, I got to do another Zoom meeting. And it's so kind of not tactile and, and awesome like church is, but oh, man, you've got to do it. So, you know, I would just encourage pastors to, you know, make sure you're scheduling regular. And then I would, you know, as a pastor, I used to love getting with the men's group or getting with a group of business guys in the church and right. doing breakfast tomorrow. You know, go and, go and make some breakfast and get in a Zoom in a, in, with a men's group or with a, a group of business people that, you know, you can get in. Whatever you did before, you have to use technology to to do at least fifty percent of what you are doing to right. make sure those connections stay strong because this is going to pass and we're going to get back um, to how things were at some point. But until then, got to use the tech to keep the bridge. Can we talk about using old school tech? Because I've heard this a few times, um, and I just thought it was uh, super smart and kind of like, of course, but using the phone. Right. To talk to people, to, to, to talk to people. Right. So, and, yeah. and look, we do, you know, we're, we do church management. So we kind of have the database side of things and it, it ties in a little bit, you know, thinking about, you know, pastors want to know like maybe when's some, when was somebody baptized? When's their anniversary? When's their birthday? When right. did, when's graduation? When is some other special moment in a family's life? Like all right. these different things, right. And tech can help, keep pastors aware of all that stuff. Cause when you have hundreds of people, it's hard to remember all those things. Right. Um, but then tying that and just pick up the phone, pick up the phone. And yeah. one of the churches that I talked to was, uh, was like, yeah, we've got a, and, and engaging volunteers, I think is another really interesting thing. And what they did is they had vol a volunteer group that loved to pick up the phone. And so their job was just to call, especially the their older demographic members that might struggle with a zoom or a whatever right. and so, some of it was helping them figure that, that out but for like a longer like they kind of made it into a a, a full-time thing where they're just calling people and they have this volunteer group that's calling people you know love every week just to encourage them and i thought it was like well that's a that's not a new tech but um it's still tech and they're being thoughtful engaging volunteers and using tech to, you know, love yeah. others. Look, you know, in the age of, of fast communication and fast everything, the idea of getting a, an old-fashioned phone call on, on your birthday or on one of your kids' birthdays or on your anniversary, which, you know, you should have all that data in one place as a church. Right. Um, the, the thought of having a couple of hundred members, you know, there's, there's 200 opportunities to make a phone call, right, uh, for a birthday. You know, if there's marriages, there's, you know, there's maybe another hundred opportunities to call and, and congratulate on their wedding anniversary. Um, you know, there's there's touch points there that you can have that I think people would really appreciate in, yeah. in all the, uh, the, the the new school tech. Sometimes it's it's nice to go back to 
you know, just a, a plan. I mean, I used to love getting phone calls from my pastor, yeah. you know, back in the day. And, uh, and I, you know, I used to love making them. So hundred percent, I mean, but phone calls are, uh, you know, not as good as turning up in person, but sometimes it's that kind of, uh, sense of simplicity and I'm kind of, it's you and me. It's not right. me and 25 other people on a zoom call. It's, right. we're just going to have a, you know, five or 10 minute conversation. I think a, a thousand percent. That's, that's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard any other, uh, I don't know, cool stories of people yeah. out during COVID? You know, out here in California, <laughs> we have a very restrictive environment. I won't get started. Um, but you know, there is, um, the church I belong to has been doing these parking lot worship, you know, um, events where literally you drive in, you stay in your car, they set up, someone is playing, you know, and so it's, it's like terrible to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like not even, you know, and, and our church is pretty tech forward, but, um, and there's a great worship team. They're very skilled. It's LA, right? Everyone's a musician and, and it's just terrific. But, yeah. you know, I've appreciated, you know, little things like that. Uh, and I know, you know, people are, are kind of gathering, but not, it's, it's relaxing a little bit now, you know, people are, uh, are out and about and the restaurants have worked it. And we're very fortunate with the weather here it, it, is we can pretty much go out and eat all year round um, and, and sit outside. But, you know, there's uh, there's lots of kind of churches that are that are doing these outside impromptu gatherings where you're right. social distance. You can keep your mask on. You can obey the laws of the state, even though some people like to break them um, and just get together, you know, whether it's over the back fence or, or separated. But just sitting in a park, you know, and being distance and praying together, getting yeah. together. I think those things are you just can't stop that happening. And and you you've got crazy jurisdictions that are literally writing tickets to people who are, you know, even following the rules. They just, you know, I don't get me started on, on, on kind of, I have opinions on all that, but you know, you can still get creative and get together and yeah. go, go for a walk in the park and bump into some people. And, you know, the last time I checked, even in California, you can go for a walk in a local park and not be breaking the law. So yeah, right. You just can't uh, proactively organize groups over a certain amount, but you know, yeah. It's, I think it's 10 here, you know. Well, I, I think it's 50 in parks in San Diego or something. Maybe it's 25. 50. Maybe wow. 25. Yeah. Maybe I heard of a church that did two 25s and they just happened to be at the same park. And there you go. It turned into 50. Look, uh, look I, I think there's there's some kind of, there's been a lot of pushback, you know, in, in some places where, you know, churches have felt unfairly targeted when it comes to shelter in place and you've got other businesses that we can make a very easy argument for that are not um, really essential and, right. and don't add the kind of value to person's lives that uh, the coming together of Christians does. And so, you know, there's, there's a gamut of opinions on all that and, and, and what you should be doing and standing up for. I mean, follow your own conscience, be smart, be wise about it. But I don't think you can stop you know, people wanting to gather together. Uh, and, and of course, do it, do it. And if you're sick, stay home. You know, if you're, if you're outside, wear your mask and stay apart. And I think that's a good thing. <laughs> I don't know if I just broke the law, but I, <laughs> or I'm endorsing law breaking. But I, I want to, 
I want to know, um, th there's just some good comments coming in, but if you're, if you're watching live right now, or even if you catch the recording, like what are some of the creative ways you guys have, uh, like engaged with church members? Like somebody wrote in, um, where is it? Uh, I can't find it. There's so many of them. Um, but they said, look, we're just driving to people's houses, parking, standing in Stand the, out the front. You know, someone standing in the driveway, someone standing on the porch and That's just it. having a chat and uh, someone's talking about bringing by flowers and yep. writing writing notes. Um, so we'd love some of your other thoughts yep. on how you're, um, I mean, I've seen churches doing like pizza giveaways in Costco parking lots and uh, all kinds of, what was the, I think I was talking with somebody from Saddleback and they were doing like drive-through communion prayer services. So like, sure. you know, you just it, drive it, through to take you take communion yeah. in your car, someone prays with you, and then you kind of move right. on. Look, um, it, in many ways, this is just causing us to get creative yeah. and, and to do things that are outside the box. And maybe when we look back at all this in, you know, four or five years' time, you know, we look back and we see all these things that we started and did that some of it, you know, maybe we keep going. And so, look, the church has been around for 2,000 years, and I hear doom and gloom, and this is going to be terrible for for Christianity and and this is going to be bad. Look, the church has been through worse than this. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I think as people of faith that have a a, a bigger, higher purpose and calling to our lives, uh, and and are on a mission to to you know preach the gospel wherever we can, we're going to get through this. And the church hopefully adapts and comes through stronger and and. Uh, and and learns from, you know, having some rights, you know, what was enforced on us because of a pandemic taken away. There's been times in history where you, the government literally forbid the church to meet. And so, and we've got countries today where you are not allowed to gather pandemic right. or no pandemic as a church. So, you know, the church is going to be strong no matter what. And uh, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So that's what we grip to. Um, we adapt when we need to adapt. We utilize technology that comes along and, and helps us do the job, but yeah. we're not going to be deterred by, you know, a, an eight-month pandemic when we know that uh, Jesus is alive and he's really the only hope of the world. So we've, we've got to stay out there and engaged. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, folks are uh, like Daryl's, like the church has gone through a lot worse with less. Exactly. Uh, Right. Uh, what uh, Winnette, I hope I'm saying her name right, says it's making us destroy the boxes we are in and not worship gathering in buildings only. There you uh, go. It's yeah, it's like yeah. it's disrupting a bunch of stuff. And I think we all know that church isn't the building like church is the people and yeah. it's staying focused on the right things. Um, and it's making us all get a bit creative uh, yeah. <laughs> through this crazy time. Someone. Uh, I mean, people are mentioning all kinds of things. Someone did bring up text and email and social media. Yep. Um, and we launched our text messaging platform uh, about three months ago. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, email has been a staple for a long time. Um, I, I'd say email has made a bit of a comeback, Yeah, uh, you know, in some respects. But, yeah, look, at, you know, the text. So we're talking about keeping it tactile and real. Um but then it, that's not to say we're going to throw away this amazing technology that we can literally blast and send messages out in seconds around the world um, and utilize that. I don't know if you've right. noticed, 
I, I certainly have in the last probably 12 months, the, um, the amount of communication I get from businesses, whether it be doctors, dentists, restaurant, you know, this text kind of confirmation thing that's happening. I got, I got my, I got my te dentist text confirmation this morning. So, right? so and they called me, they called me too, just to yeah, make sure. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're good at follow-up dentists. Yeah. <laughs> like they're really good. Yeah, they're really good at follow-up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you think about what that means for the true. So I, I think one of the reasons we, we got into that side of things and we built that platform is because there's a definite trend in the, you know, like you said, email has been around forever. So we, you know, building an email platform was a no brainer, right. but there's having this ability to, because the, the percentages are very, very high. Do you, do, you, do you ever see those people that have like 7,000 emails on their phone? Like that unread, which I cannot stand. I literally have to clean my inbox out like every day. I don't have 7,000. My wife's in that category. It's probably more like 25,000. Right? So oh, I cannot live that. like that. But anyway. She doesn't get rid of anything. It's just right. always there. Like she's, she's like, well, no, I don't know either. Everything sits on Google. I, I at least I mark it red. So I don't know that badge. <laughs> she doesn't, she doesn't mess around. That's a waste of time. Why would I mark it red? I'm just going to like, oh, let it be my, my, my OCD can't even cope when I see the red badge. <laughs> so, but anyway, to my point, that doesn't happen with text messages. No. So text, me text messages are read instantly and you know 98 whatever percent of the time and so that's why you know we kind of built that so it integrates with everything else on the platform but being able to communicate by text is i think we hit a hot spot nicole says she's got to clear hers out um <laughs> dennis says i'm with you dean uh, i think other people just laughed because they probably are connecting maybe with how my wife does it and has twenty five thousand unread messages I think we need a support group for we people. Do, I, there could be a whole conversation around. There could be a whole support group for people who don't, who don't clear out their email box uh, um, and, and just leave the red badges. Like the numbers are just, you know, I get hundreds of emails a day. So it, it's like, I just can't deal with it. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the tech stuff is a big deal though. I mean, what I think, you know, pastors in this time and even taking it out of, you know, kind of what we're going through and we're in the future and COVID's gone or it's, we have a vaccine and churches are back, like using text effectively um, to communicate with, you know, one-on-one -on -one for sure. I think pastors and church leaders probably do that today to some extent because yeah. they just, they text people in their church, you know, but yeah. you know, using text to send a message to people, like record a quick video and send a message out to the church right. or fill out a form, right? You can, you can embed links in a text message that can be really powerful. Uh, yeah. You can pop a link to the event in the text and have people click on the form, fill out the form, pay for the camp, pay for the whatever, all with the power in that text message. So look, I, I, I think, I think the church should leverage that form of communication. There's no question. And, the email uh, inbox support group is a thing. So I feel like right. that, it could be a whole nother business. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'll, we'll do it for free. It'll be part of my ministry to, to, to serve people who can't clear their inbox in their emails. I'll, I'll, I'll help them through it. Yeah. But I think even pastors just sending messages to people that are more yeah. like connection bait, right? Like, yep. You know, um, 
we were talking with the rock last week about, you know, they, they do a, a fasting church wide right at the beginning of every year. And right. Miles sends out a message every day to the church and, yeah. Uh, you know, I, like, I need that when I'm fasting because I hate fasting okay. and I know I'm supposed to do it. And I was the, I think when I was in Bible college, like 30 years ago, we do a fast. Like it was like, it felt like every month, but it wasn't, it just felt like that. And I literally got caught eating pizza <laughs> about four, about, no, no, four fasts in a row. Oh my gosh. But while I was in Bible college. So yeah. I failed <laughs> fasting back then. So um, you're confessing that you failed Bible college because you couldn't fast in eight I pizza. passed. I just, I passed because I could preach. Okay. I could get up and like talk about stuff, but I failed fasting. Uh, uh, yeah. Pepperoni pizza down in DY Beach on the yeah. northern beaches of Sydney was, that was the secret spot, which evidently wasn't a secret because everyone would come down and see me and they were praying and I was literally eating pizza in oh, the back of my mini minor. Everybody please say a prayer for Dean. Um, uh, no, I'm beyond help on that thing. So text and email though, and social media. And I guess this is this is in the vein of connecting, like the pastor connecting with the church. Right. In like the one to many format and using text, using email, yeah. using social media. But like being, I feel like now's a moment where pastors are out of their comfort zone in that sense. Like most pastors yeah. aren't necessarily thinking that way that they, they prepare for Sunday. Maybe they have a midweek service, those kind of things. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I, Look, I feel like it's a big opportunity to use these record a quick video on your phone to right. encourage church. Um, do what or, we're doing, you know, yeah. like, and it's so easy. Like we had five points and we're just riffing. Right. And hopefully it's helpful. And we're talking to our customers and, you know, so in a way what a pastor can do and should be doing is utilizing all methods of communication available. I think the right. Apostle Paul, you know, like writing letters and, and giving them to some guy to travel three months to deliver them to a church to be read out in public. Right. You know, now we have Twitter where I can literally like push something out in seconds and push it out to, to the whole church or and beyond. So I think the sense of what we should be doing as, as you know, communicators is embrace all platforms. Yeah. And I think the church has gotten a lot better at this than we used to be. We used to be a bit slow in yeah. in embracing, you know, tech and, and these things. But uh, so I, I think the church should own it. And and we should, you know, say, you know, Twitter, for, what, for all what it is, you know, in a negative, Twitter's been a gift from God to go on get a message out to people all at once. Facebook's a gift from God. Now, do we agree with everything these platforms do uh, on different levels? Probably not, but you know what? I'm gonna utilize it for, for the good of the gospel yeah, and right. I'm gonna own it, right? So I, I, I think that ship has sailed where the church hangs back in some of these things. And then like, what's next? Why do you think pastors, like to me, grabbing your phone, recording a minute video, once a week or even or even daily having daily. like where you're like saying something to your church or you're sharing right. maybe your quiet time or you're yeah uh, or even giving a shout out hey it's john's birthday today I wanted to say right. happy birthday right like, like let's all encourage him together like stuff like that and then just sending it out via text blasting it to your well, wouldn't you but some are still afraid and whether it's you're afraid of the tech um and or you're not you know, maybe you're in an older dem demographic and you're like a little bit unsure about the tech. You know what you should do? Go and find some millennial, some Gen Xer and say, hey, hook me up, set me up, get me sorted. And within like five minutes, 
you'll you'll have you know world class communication platform built and designed for you. Right. And right. you know, I, like I'm pretty tech forward for someone in their fifties, but you know, I'm still astounded. I look at my grandkids, you know, and how they handle the. I have a two year old right. granddaughter who handles a device. It's just frightening how good they are. Um, and so I've I've made sure I'm not going to be the grandparent that is right. behind the tech curve with my grandchildren. I'm going right. to stay up front for as long as I can anyway. That's, that's like me with trying to stay physically uh, stronger than my three boys. So I have to be able to take all three of them at once yeah. for as long as humanly possible, which yeah. I'm sure- There will be a day when- There's only a few years away, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure, absolutely. No, I, I just think you got to embrace it, you know, yeah. and, and let's not be those people that are slow. You know, you think about what's happened in the last, you know, 10 years with social, right? 20 years looking what's happening on- in the internet, you know, there's things coming down the line that, you know, you're just, you're just not sure, you know, this virtual, virtual reality stuff, um, the, 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 all this artificial intelligence stuff that is, mm-hmm. I don't know how it's all going to get embedded into how we, you know, utilize, right. I, you know, that I saw this video of a hologram and it was an artist, you know, literally looked like they were on stage, but it was a hologram. Okay. Right. Right. So what happens when that technology becomes so simple and affordable and ubiquitous where you could literally drop a hologram into like into China and preach <laughs> like, well, you know, what, what is going to be possible here in the next right, 20 years? Right, right. So I, and it's like the day I can like spin up my hologram and go to anywhere in the world. I, I want to I want to be on the hologram platform. Whoever does that, I want one. And uh, I want to just drop into Tiananmen Square and stop preaching Jesus. I, I could be wrong, but I think I um, I read about that or I watched when they did it. And I think they brought Tupac back at Coachella. Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, I saw that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, that's there's going to be a platform that does holograms. It, you know, it's all about the, the the computing power and the speed of the chips to be able to spin that stuff up to the right. point where, and then it gets so cheap. And then someone makes it free and it's all in the cloud and you just access it through your little hologram platform and away I go. And the, the power of these little video cameras is just, look what's, you know, you remember the one megapixel camera? I mean, it was, I got a Sony one megapixel camera and I'm like, this thing is amazing. And it's just like the best thing ever. And it's 16 frames a second. And it's like, I got 4K, you know, in, right. in my hand. It's just stupid what's happened in the last, you know, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, all right. I feel like we should wrap this up. Um, we've talked a lot about using text and email, getting on social media, you know, yeah. and there, there's some great comments, you know, not knowing what to post or even how to do it. I mean, be real, like on, on the message. Connect. Yeah. Just, just be with, and be yourself. Just be yourself. You don't have to just zip it all up. Just be yourself. Talk from your heart. Like you talk, like, you know, like you would talk on a Sunday or like you would talk, you know, if you're in a, a small group at someone's house, like you would talk if you're having an intimate, you know, lunch, talking someone, you know, through an issue or problem. Just be yourself. And right. that that's what people connect to. And it doesn't have to be overly produced. You don't have to act all different because you're on a screen. Just be yourself. That's what pe- people connect to. And then you'll just relax. And after you've done it a couple of times, it just becomes second nature. Right. It becomes part of it. Um Okay. Good awesome. stuff. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, man, if if there's been a bunch of comments, so if you guys have some more questions, we'll pop in the comments later uh, and try to answer some more things. Uh, but appreciate you guys. Dean, thanks for coming on the show. 100%. <laughs> Good to see you all. See you soon, mate. Uh, and we'll be, we'll be back next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. See you guys.